0: All right, all heart steamers, I'm so glad that we're back together again. This episode is the first in a new series called Set It Up, all about the systems and processes we use that make STEM and steam run smoothly. Today's episode is the best steam lesson I ever taught. Let's get steamy. Welcome to the iHeartSteam podcast with your host, Bonnie Kirkland. Bonnie has been working in the STEAM education profession for the past 12 years. Her mission is to share her story with educators like you that love STEM, STEAM, and project-based learning. Currently, she works with a team of educators creating the ultimate STEAM certified school. Let her share the good, the bad, and the joyful with you in her STEAM journey. Learn everything, Learn everything you will ever need to know about, about STEM, STEM and STEAM education right here. here. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Kirkley. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but I really have searched hard for the perfect STEAM curriculum. When it was a decision to pursue certification of STEAM where I work. That's what my job was. I was looking for the perfect curriculum for teachers to use. And guess what? It is not out there. I have still looked. I've seen it all. I promise I've seen it all. But I found something many years ago. I would say many years ago, it wasn't that long, I guess five long enough. I found something that was a real diamond in the rough. This lesson, it scared me. It scared the crap out of me before I got started with it because it was so foreign. It was something I had never done before. I was afraid that it was too hard for my students to understand and get. And I was like, I just don't know. But I went with it anyway. You've probably had lessons like that. You just weren't sure. And you just get better and better as you go. So I went with it, and it ended up being the best STEAM lesson I ever taught. Why? Well, it works with nearly any grade level. It works with nearly any content delivery that you need to deliver, and it excites the kids. I didn't think it would, but it totally did. An even better part of it, you truly immerse the students in a STEAM career and what it's like to have that career. And you open up doors for them they've never had before. So what's this lesson? You start with a word, and the word is art curator. So you have to investigate that word, find out what an art curator does, where they work, places that they would go, what they would do with art. And when you get a grasp on that, you know, an art curator is someone who sets up art exhibits. They're responsible for works of art, and they make it look nice, visually appealing. They display it. They work at galleries. They host artists and display their work and get the world to know them. So they have a really important job, and in many places, it is a coveted job. But you teach your students about that job and what they do, and then you explain to them that they're going to get to be art curators and they get super excited. And they're like, are we going to get to set up something? And I'm like, yes, you are. Just giving them permission to work your staple and a bulletin board or some kind of display area like just truly thrills them. And I have to just say they're one of the reasons I became a teacher in the first place is that I wanted to be in charge of the construction paper. So, yes, supplies. We love office supplies. I don't know why the world is infatuated with it, but we love them. So, anything like that, students are super excited to get to do. So, you introduce the word, and they get a grasp on the word, and i will tell you a way to really introduce the word exhibit and gallery and art curator. I use the book, Meet Me at the Museum, and it is wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So check it out. I will link it in the episode notes. So they understand what a curator is. They understand what an exhibit is. Now it's time for you to talk to them about whatever content you are going to deliver. So if you're going to deliver math content and it's fractions or maybe you've already studied them. So let's say you're doing mixed numbers and... I don't know. Um, I should have written this down. Definitely. I'm never good at thinking of numbers on the spot, but different kind of fractions, equivalent fractions. Um, It could even be addition and subtraction problems, shapes, geometry, whatever you want it to be. It could be things from history, you know, like from the civil rights movement or another time period, examples and non-examples. Basically, all you need is to categorize things. You need two different categories, and then you look for examples of these concepts within works of art. Now, I would suggest combing through some of the free resources that are out there, like the Metropolitan Museum of Art actually has online collections that you can use in your classroom. Of course, you can find anything on Google and As long as you're not creating this lesson to share beyond your classroom, I think it's totally okay that you print something you want to use because it works for you. Because when something works for you, you just need it. You need it. And you do whatever you have to do to get it. Just be quiet about it. And don't tell anyone I said that. But there are lots of collections of real works of art online that you can use in your classroom. So when I first did this lesson, we were studying um, fossil fuels and energy. Things that like natural forms of energy like wind and sunlight and then fossil fuels. And we were looking for examples in artwork. So one of the works of art that we looked at had a sailboat on the ocean with some people in it. And that was an example of wind. It was a natural resource, a natural form of energy. So it would be categorized into that column. So you give your students the parameters of the exhibit, which will be your content. If it's math, if it's social studies, if it's science, if it is literature and, you know, you're looking for adjectives and verbs, it doesn't matter. You don't and you know what? You don't even have to have real works of art. I highly suggest it because it's the best way to really get that feel of setting up an exhibit. But sometimes, you know, you can't find what you need and you have to create it. So students put their works of art into category, the categories that you give to them and show evidence that they have learned what this is and what that is. Then they get to set up their exhibit. The first time I did this, I gave them all science fair bulletin, the little science fair boards, and they displayed it they have to create a title for it. So an over, you know, arching concept title, they make sure that things are spaced out. They had to write little synopsis of the artwork and what they were wanting you to look at. Because you know, when you look at works of art, an exhibit may have a theme that a work of art fits in one day and then another day it may not. So sort of express their theme to you. The levels of learning here are so high, so high. They were super excited. I was hoping it was going to work out. It did. It ended up being the best STEAM lesson that I ever did. They were so proud of their work. When it came to, we did use the engineering design process for setting up our exhibit. We planned it. We drew out our sketches. We, we knew exactly how it was going to look before we put it up there. We had supplies and construction paper everywhere. Can you do this virtually? Yes. All you have to do is get an exhibit background with blank areas for works of art. Done. And then you have images that you want them to categorize. So students put it together. We improved. Then we started talking about Um, spacing and visual appealing type, things that you can do to want people to look at it. Like in a museum, we looked at other museums. It just went on and on. And the whole time it felt like I was not teaching energy and fossil fuels, which totally does not excite me. I know I enjoy science, but earth science is not my fave. Totally not at all. And, but I was loving it and they were loving it and they wanted to share and tell others about it. Okay, so now they're teaching others about what they have set up and the concepts that they've learned. How does this fit into the series on systems and processes? It's the very reason I chose it to be the best STEAM lesson ever. Once you have done this lesson one time, you've set up the process for it, the concept of it, how it works. What you do, step one, step two, step three, how you research it, it's done. All you have to do is change the content whenever you want to. And you can give different criteria and constraints. You can make it harder and more rigorous for students that are ready for that. You can use simpler concepts for students that need to review. It's just endless. But once the process of it's set up, it's ready. It's ready to go anytime you're ready. You can just say, start planning, get your steam journal out and let's plan a new art exhibit. That is all you have to do. Are you ready to let your students curate? I highly encourage you to try this out. Do a little bit of groundwork, you know, figure out the vocabulary words that you want to introduce, get a good definition of them. Find a few pieces of art that you want them to look at ahead of time. Because I will say, when you just let students go looking for artwork, you never know what's going to come up. You have to be careful when you give them free reign over an art search, if you know what I mean. Art. I love it. You can always make this better by looking deeper into the principles of art. Go check out the National Art Standards. I will link them in the episode notes. But set this up and you're ready, ready, ready to go at any time. So systems and processes that make STEM and STEAM run smoother, easier. This is one of them. Because once it's set up, you can literally teach any topic you want to. I want you to join in on this conversation with me. I'm going to be talking about systems and processes a lot over the next few weeks. Go ahead and join the STEAM University Facebook group. It's totally free. You don't have to pay to be in it. We are talking all about this for the next four weeks, and I cannot wait for you to join us. I have one question for you, do you I heart STEAM too?